Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. God, praise God. Someone shout hallelujah. Let me tell you something. You cannot encounter God without the teaching of God, God's word. You can, your, the quality of your encounter can be compromised or shaky. So everything from God runs on the track of his word. Mm. That's why we teach. But these meetings are not primarily and predominantly for teaching and breaking the text. No, it's not for it is encounters. Some things must stop. Some diarrhea must stop. Some sicknesses must go. Some jobs must come. Some marriages must be released. Some children, miracle babies must be born. Some uh, miracle money must be released. Some, some houses must be. This one, we are evoking God into the affairs of men to show that God reigns in the affairs of men. So every satanic captivity, satanic hold over anybody's life is subject to the power of God. God has fire power. It's called the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost. He has fire power. Look, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. That's what we were. That's what we are talking about. How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and power, Acts chapter 10. Who went about doing good? Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed? Now, this is almost like this is almost like what the Superman was doing. Superman, when there's problem, he will go there and sort it out. Jesus, anywhere he went, anywhere, everywhere he went, he was doing good. He went about doing good and healing. Healing is part of the agenda of God for humanity because sickness is by the devil. Devil introduced sickness to harass and afflict human beings. So healing is part of God's program of relief. That is why every evening, have you ever seen any evening there wasn't a healing? There wasn't healing? No, there's no evening. The same way there's no evening, there won't be salvation. Yes. There'll be some evenings that there might not be miracle. It looks like this encounter first. God is just trying to give people some money, a bit of money. But I receive it. There, 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 can, there can't be, uh, there, 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 I mean, it's all, almost every evening there are miracle money, miracle money. But there has never been any evening without healing. Because wow. God, I mean, that is a major, a major sign of the presence of God. Who forgives your iniquities and heals your diseases? When God shows up, healings show up because sicknesses and diseases are, are caused primarily by the enemy. Many, 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 almost, uh, and God heals all. You see, he said, who, who went about doing good and healing how many of the people? Oh. Look, he went about doing good and healing how many of the people? All who were oppressed by the devil. Ah, so the oppression was manifesting in sickness. Uh huh. Yeah. They were oppressed by the devil, but what they needed was healing. Healing all who were oppressed by the devil because of the God factor on the service, God factor on his life. So if God is real and God is here, that is one of the signs is that people must be relieved of this satanic health siege. Satan has hijacked your health. I believe God for you. He has hijacked. The other place he also likes hijacking is marriage. And then the other place is marriage. Uh, what do you call it? Finances. So first of all is health. Then family. 
situations, the marriage and family. And then third is finances. Finances. And the reason why sometimes people don't see the radical financial intervention of God is because they contrast God with their giving. Because financial breakthrough answers not to prayer and fasting, it answers to sowing and giving. Giving. It says that give and it shall be given unto you. He said in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, it says that he who sows sparingly reaps sparingly. He who sows bountifully reaps bountifully. So you determine the quantitative reap or the, the volume of your reaping. It's, by, it's determined by your sowing. God doesn't determine your sowing. You determine your sowing. So you hear the sister. She said, I was sowing. I was taking steps of it. I like what she said. She said, I was always serving. I was serving. I increased my service. And I increased my giving, my sowing. I took every opportunity. I'm told, I was sharing some, 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 the team who came help set out the technical team that one or two people came to work to get the internet to stop breaking. <laughs> he, I was I was sharing with them uh, that it, many people have they will fast and it's good they will pray it's good but when it comes to certain things when it comes to financial breakthrough it's not about pray, praying and fasting it's about giving it's about obedient faith in your giving exercising faith in your giving and I said people always forget when I was believing God my wife my wife and I were believing God for a child, our first child. And we have waited one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, six years, and it wasn't coming. I, one day I had the privilege of knowing that Bishop Oyedepo was in town. And I didn't, I didn't have to go and see him because I couldn't even get access. I mean, that's, it's like America president comes to town and says, I'm going to see who are you. So I just sent a pastor friend of mine who had access. Send the seed. He sent the seed to the prophet to the prophet. The, the prophet didn't know what I wanted, but I knew what I was sowing the seed for. I knew what I was sowing the seed for. And I'm telling you, in, I think it was here in Ida, nothing is November. Yeah, it was November. February, my wife, for the first time, confirmed pregnant properly. She was pregnant. February, my wife was pregnant, and the evidence, this is not pregnancy that you go, and, no, the evidence is her first daughter. I've prayed, I've fasted, they are all contributing factors, okay? They are all contributing factors. But so long as my memory serves me right, the major, the one major step I took, and that changed everything. That changed everything. So there are things that provoke the hand of God. People are believing, that's what I'm saying, people are believing God for miracle money, but they don't give. Listen, the people who tell you, all oh, these churches is money, money, they're actually harming you. <laughs> they, they are not protecting you. They are harming you, spiritually speaking. Spiritually speaking. Am I saying that there hasn't been instances of extreme uh, situations? Yeah, there are. But still, it doesn't invalidate the roots, the proper principle God has laid down. I don't know why I'm sharing this to somebody. Because it, sometimes it's not in your shouting, but it's in your obedience. Just uh, obedience. Obedience. Take, take steps of obedience and you see something turning and beginning to answer. So the point I'm making is that there are things to do for God to move. That's what I want to share today. I want to talk about how to provoke divine intervention. Wow. How do you get God to move on your behalf? How do you get God to do something for you? How 
you get God to, to move? How many of you would like to hear that? It's yeah. important. Because some of you said, Pastor, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. How do you get God to move? We are about to hear that. In Daniel, today we read Daniel chapter 9, isn't it? Yeah, we, we, we read Daniel chapter 9. So is it okay if I, I get to Daniel chapter 9 with you? Thank you, Jesus. Daniel, thank you, Jesus. Daniel chapter 9. The Bible talks about how in the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, the seed of the, of the Medes, Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. In the, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. So Daniel said, he was a reader, he studies. So he was reading and he saw that, ah, they said there was a prophetic word by Jer Jeremiah that Jerusalem and Judah are supposed to be in captivity for 70 years. And now the time has come and nothing is changing. In fact, it's gone past 70 years, nothing is changing. Daniel was born at the right time and he was alive at the right time. He knew God at the right time to be able to intercede because God is always looking for someone to stand in the gap through intercession. God, will all, God always works with intercession. God always works if my people who are called by my name is my people. What? Shall humble themselves and seek my face Turn from their wicked ways. Said, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal not them. It's their land. My people might not be sick, but the land might, might be sick. And I will want to heal the land on the behalf of my people, for my people's sake. So Daniel understood by books that the desolation is supposed to end. And verse 3. This is how to provoke divine intervention. Do you want to intervene? God's intervention? He said, I set my face unto the Lord to seek by prayer and supplication with fastings, sackcloth, and ashes. Now, he said, I set my face unto the Lord. In other words, focus. Focus. It's not everything. There are times that you have to ignore every other thing. Sometimes someone is even, as I said yesterday, in the time of fasting, someone, uh, one of uh, maybe someone you live with or your, your, your relative, your brother, your sister, your daughter, your son, your husband, your wife, is actually annoying and provoking you every time there's tension. And he said, I set my face. I set my face to seek the Lord. In other words, I stayed focused. You need, if you need divine intervention, you need an unbroken focus on the Lord. An unbroken focus. Because what you are going through, it's just like when you, you are given a prescription. Take it for uh, maybe two weeks. Take this medication for two weeks, uh, twice a day. Or three, normally it's once a day or three times a day. One, three times a day. One, three times. And there are some days you take one. Other days you take all the three. Other days you don't take it. Other days you take two. How many of you know that the, the disease and the problem will not be cured? Because mm -hmm. the way you are going, you are breaking the pattern. 
set your faith. So I set my faith to the Lord. I said, that's why Encounter Fest is such a good time to actually set your face to the Lord. You make a point. I won't miss anything. I'm making sure I finish work early. I finish for the sake of what you are believing God for. My sister, sometimes finish work early. I know you are working from home. Brother, what is this thing you are telling me? You know, I've been working till late. And there's Encounter Fest. You know, you're not in trouble. That's why. <laughs> I've been working too late. And your, your boss is even asking, oh, don't worry, you can come. And your, the nature of your work is it's so flexible. You can finish early and actually start early the next day. Or just your contractual hours, 9 to 5. And 8 p.m., you are still working. You are still, I'm not saying it's wrong to work at 8 p.m. No, no, that's not what I said. I'm saying that sometimes you need to end something, stop something at a good time in order to make time for other things. It's like you're a father. And you are working and working and working and you start work at 6 a.m., finish at 10 p.m. Every day you are in the house, you are working from home, your children are absent, are upstairs, your family, you don't see your children. You start work, they haven't woken up. They go to bed, you haven't finished work. And it's been going on for six months. What are you looking for? That's what I'm trying to say. What I, end work early. Finish work. Spend that time. Sometimes you, you have to be with the children. Stay with them. Sometimes, okay, if you are, they are not going to school, you are home. Go out for a walk with them. Spend time. That's what I'm trying to say. So I'm not saying it's wrong to work. What I'm saying is that false balance is an abomination unto God. False balance. Satan can sometimes use false balance to hurt you. It's just like saying that every day I wake up and I'm just praying. I'm just, you don't have a job. You don't have a job. You are believing God for a job, but you are not applying. You are just in prayer. Who should apply for you? The Lord will move somebody to give me a job. You are lying. It will happen. It will happen. It will happen. You better better cut down the prayer, sit behind the computer, send application. I don't have a job. Your your full-time job must be applying for jobs. That must be your full-time job. Uh, Applying uh, for jobs. Don't make prayer your full-time job when you are looking for a job. So there's time for prayer. There's time for encounter fest. There's time for everything. That's why even the encounter fest, I, I don't know. I said maybe the whole year, but it's not likely. It's likely by this Sunday we are ending. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, it's likely by this Sunday, the end of February, we are ending it. We are ending the long one. I will let you know by tomorrow. <laughs> so make it while the sun shines. Yeah. Make it while the sun shines, bro. Sis, you are a student and you're examining, you have major examination coming every day. I can't have it. You come, I can't have it starting at 7. You come at 5 30 and be chatting with people. And then when we finish, you will stay after 11 and chatting and, and dancing. Meanwhile, you have exam the next day. Oh, you are not wise. It's not right. <laughs> it's not right. You are robbing Peter to pay Paul. It's not right. <laughs> so there is always what there's also always what to do to see the move of God. Some people are just there. They will even invest anything into seeking see see God move. 
So now what I'm trying to say is that we need an unbroken focus for a certain concentrated period of time. One of the reasons why people are hospitalized sometimes, they can be sent home, but they need to be kept in hospital for a certain kind of medical attention over a period of time. And afterwards, they will, they will be let... They will, they will be allowed to go, like uh, um, um, the Duke of Edinburgh. He's been in hospital for a while, and then, uh, we are told that, uh, I mean, the palace tells us that he's fine. I mean, he's fine, but they just needed to keep him in hospital. He has a house. I mean, his house is like far likely to be nicer. It's a palace. He's a prince. So, but why is he kept in hospital? Because sometimes we, they need to keep you away from every normal thing just to concentrate on you for a certain result. In the same way, when you are believing God for intervention, you have a big, you are believing God for something big and you are approaching God lightly. No, it doesn't happen like that. Separate yourself unto God. Separate yourself. So I'm talking to those who don't take prayer meetings and said since lockdown came in you are always at home you don't spend time reading your bible always at home you've not had time to be in fellowship this small time that you don't have jet traveling time both in and out you just are at home you don't even have to shower before you come to church can you imagine you don't have to put on a tie you don't have to you just you are in your own sometimes you can be i mean somewhere you had somebody she was in the toilet and she was still part of the service <laughs> and, re can you, and receive a miracle in the toilet God is real and God is here. What a privilege God has given you so that you can be flexible in your pursuit of God. You can, you can enjoy some flexibility and still keep a focus. She said, I'm believing God. So when I went, I, I felt the edge. I was running. When I went to the to the uh, restroom, I, I sat on the bowl, but I still had my phone. I was still there and we had my phone. I'm broken focus. You want intervention? Stay focused. You want it? Keep your eye on God. Elijah told Elisha, if you can see me go in the book of 2 Kings chapter 2 from verse 9 somewhere there. So you have asked a heart, but if you can see me go, if you can keep focus, 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 focus. God is telling somebody. See, sometimes when you go to the airport and the plane has arrived or something's coming to, uh, on the tarmac, you know, there, if we said, or what you want, I, I, I like military ones that you see there, they're showing, they're directing traffic. Now, God is telling you, focus, 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 focus. You'll be receiving all kinds of messages, text messages. Don't let me distract you. As you are waiting on God, you hear some news that will be really discouraging. Sister, Focus. You are believing God for your healing. Don't worry what the doctors have said so far. They are saying worse, worse things after you are believing God. Don't worry. Just focus. 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 Daniel said, he said, I set my face unto the Lord. Set my face. Isaiah said, I've set my face like a flint. <laughs> for the Lord will help me. Therefore, I shall not be confounded. I won't be confused though. Because I know this matter. It doesn't matter what I'm hearing. I won't be confused. Why? Because the Lord will help me. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint and I know I shall not be ashamed. Your faith has, your, if a flint is a very hard stone, hard rock, hard. You hit it, it will bounce. The metal, whatever you use, it will bounce off. Hard. 
He said, my faith is set like a flame. You need a certain stubbornness in your determination and in your approach to God. When I say stubbornness, like un, un, unrelenting, resilient. You are like the woman who was uh, asking the, the, the parable Jesus told about in Luke chapter 18. The woman who was asking the unjust judge, the judge who didn't fear man to, to defend her case. The Bible said her importunity caused the judge to... The, her importunity caused the judge said, I have to do something. Other than that, she worry me. And then he said, shall, shall not, look at the next verse. He says that, Jesus said, shall not God avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him? Shall not he? And he said, I tell you the truth. He shall avenge them speedily, quickly, as you stay focused. Focus. He said, I set my face to the Lord. Number one, you want to provoke divine intervention? Set your face to the Lord. Number one, focus. He said, I set my face to the Lord to seek, to seek the Lord. So not just that, to also ask, I am seeking, I'm inquiring. Some people come on the platform and say, I know there's a word for me. I know that I'm seeking God. To seek God is to find out what God is saying, what God is doing, what God has got to say, what God is doing. Find out, find out. Through his word, through preaching, through through services, through engagement. Find out, use every engagement to try to access God, to access God, to, to know, to discover. So you hear a word that God a word comes to you, said, My my someone is being healed of leukemia. You jump, hey, this is me. So you stay focused and then you seek. Stay focused and seek. Seek and the ways to help you seek the Lord is elaborated here. To seek the Lord, how do you do it? By prayer, by supplication. Supplication is intense petitioning, asking, Oh, please, oh, please. It's still prayer, but that one is intense petitioning. So, how do you seek the Lord? So, you seek the Lord by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Now, fasting, we all know fasting. What are what sackcloth? In those days, when someone is mourning is in is in trouble, they change their nice garments. They are wearing, are wearing some nice clothes. If it's a woman, he will remove she will remove her wig and throw it away somewhere. You know, usually when women are tired and those who wear wig, they come from town. They are tired. They take it off and sometimes ah, they want fresh air to pass on their head. It's been hot. Yeah. So he said that sackcloth. You just you just stay. You don't focus on how you appear before people. You focus on humbling. Sackcloth is a sign of humbling yourself. I'm, I'm not coming to church thinking about my career or my job. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. a chief executive. So this is how I should be. I should be treated, treated. No. It's when someone is very sick and goes to the hospital, they don't go with their status. They go with their sickness. They say, please, doctor, can you, what, what should I do? They said, I used to know a very wealthy man years ago. Wealthy man. He was so wealthy. But he was not well. And doctors, one, I remember one day I went to the shop with him. He wanted to buy a few items, so I was with him in the shop. And then he pulled out a, a paper from his pocket, pulled it out, and he said, um, the number of things the doctor said he shouldn't eat. So when we are buying the bread, he said, let me see. Okay, this one. No, no, I can't have this one. I can't have this one. I, uh, this is a rich man, but doctor has told you, don't eat this one. <laughs> you can't say, excuse me. I am a company owner. I'm a multinational company. You can't be telling what. No, no, no. Doctor, you don't go to the doctor with your status. You go with your sickness for help. In the same way, when you are in sackcloth and ashes, you are humbling yourself. 
you are humbly, they say someone lift your hand and say hallelujah. Is that something that's too much to say? Is that something that's too much? You humble yourself because you are seeking God. So you pray and you pray and then you ask God. Tell God what the case is. Ask him. And then number, number three, you wear, it says that with, uh, uh, so I, I seek the Lord with prayer and supplication, with fasting. Sometimes cut away from something with fasting and sackcloth. You wear something. I'm not saying physically now you should wear it. Those days, that's how they do it. But in our time, in your times, in our times, you just come fo focus away from a lot of fa flimsy things, things that are flimsy, just that's appear, appear, based on appearance. You just focus away from that and get serious with God. And then with sackcloth and, uh, and then ashes. Ashes is like we wear sackcloth and then they put their ash, ashes on themselves so they don't even draw attention to themselves. You are believing God for a husband and we have come for service. And I don't understand. We, some sisters say, we are on Zoom and they are, they are taking lip gloss. We are praying. Everybody pray and then they are... <laughs> <laughs> and ah, hey, you. <laughs> but who is watching? Who is watching? This is time to focus. Put on us, us uh, some us, uh, sackcloth and ashes. So now I seek the Lord. That that's how he saw the Lord. There's Lord, and then he said, "I prayed unto the Lord." So number one, he set his face to the Lord. Number two, that is focus on God. Number two, seek the Lord through prayer, supplication, fasting. That's focus for uh, seek the Lord. And then now he began to talk about his prayer. Listen to the content of his prayer. I will be ending on this. And I prayed unto the Lord my God, and made my confession. You have to admit where you've gone wrong. You have to admit that I didn't do this well. I didn't talk to my wife well. I didn't treat my mom well. I didn't treat my daughter well. I didn't actually study when I was in school. I knew I should have. You have to admit some things. It, it will help you receive wisdom and favor in another, direc in another direction. Admit. So he says that con I confess. I made my confession. Some of us need to confess to God. I'm not saying go to man and confess. There, 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 sometimes there's a need to confess to a man. Why? The Bible says confess your sins one to another because sometimes when you're able to speak some things to somebody, you, you release it from your heart. You know, the burden, you ease the burden from you. So that's why sometimes you can confess to somebody, not because they can determine your forgiveness. It's your heart confession to God. God, I admit what I did was wrong. I admit that that is it. And you turn away. That's it comes with repentance. But quickly, and then um, made my confession and said, "Oh Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and uh, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love love Him and to them that keep His commandment." God keeps. Watch this. This is interesting. Don't forget this. As you are confessing, bear this in mind that God keeps. God is great and dreadful. And even though he's so powerful and he's dreadful, he keeps his covenant and mercy to certain, not everybody, to those who love him and those who keep his commandments. So these are all things that you should be conscious of and intend to practice. So as you are praying, what makes your prayer qualitative is your understanding of God and your intention to work with him as such. He said, God keeps prayer. Oh, sorry, God, God is a dreadful God. He can do anything. He's a dreadful God and a great God. But why doesn't he do it? Because he keeps his covenant and his mercy to those who love him. Those who love him. 
One of the signs that you love God is the way you commit to his work. Those who love him and to those who keep his commandments. Everybody's doing it, but I, I know God doesn't want me to do this. Everybody is commenting. Uh, commenting anyhow. No, they ask you, what, what's your, what have you got to say? I don't have anything to say. What have you got to say about that pastor who did this? About this person who has done that? Why, why are you not saying anything? Yeah, I don't have anything to say because I don't comment on matters that are above my pay grade. Mm. Where would I get myself involved? You are part of a family. Your mother has done something to your sister or your brother and it wasn't the best. And everybody, your sister is arguing with your mom and your, or your dad. And your dad looks so bad and humiliated. And everybody is throwing in and they're asking you to you say anything. No, I won't go and dishonor my father. I won't add it. What he did is not the best. But please, keep me out. I, I'm not saying it's good, but I don't want to add my voice. What do you think about what that pastor said? Eh, it's not my place to comment. It's not my, he's my prophet. It's not my place to comment. <laughs> Teaching you some deep things that people yes, um, yes, know, they don't know and it is hurting them. Yeah. What you don't know is what is killing you. Hey. Let me pre say that. It, what you don't know is what is killing you, bro. 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 A lot of people are very religious but spiritually blind. They don't understand spiritual dynamics. Let me finish this. And so he keeps covenant. Look at verse 5. He said, We have sinned and have Look, four things he said they have done. Number one, we have sinned. Number two, we have committed iniquity. It looks like the same, okay? But we have sinned and committed iniquity. That is, broken your law, um, committed iniquity, and have done wickedly. We have, in other words, what we could have done to have honored you, we just went I did anyway and hurt others, so we don't care. We have done wickedly and, uh, and have rebelled. Four things. How did they do that? By, depart, uh, by departing from the precepts, from thy precepts and from thy judgment. So number one, we have, um, um, it, it says that we, we have sinned, done all this in how? By depart. As soon as you depart from God's way of doing things, you are going to walk in sin. You are going to walk in iniquity. You are going to end up being wicked. Joseph said, I, how can I do this wickedness against God? When Potiphar's wife tempted him, for him to sleep with her. He said, I fear God. I cannot do this wickedness. We will call it weakness. It's my weakness. Personal. But Joseph said, this is wickedness against God. He said, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? It's wickedness. Okay. Now, how do people end up in wickedness? It's Daniel told us, once you depart from God, you end up in wickedness. You end up in sin. You end up in uh, iniquity. Departing from God. That's why it is dangerous for someone to say, yeah, uh, after this lockdown, yeah, church, uh, please don't depart from God. You will do all the things that will allow the enemy to get an upper hand over your life. Watch this. So, in departing, so he said, we have sinned, and that, that by in departing from departing from your precepts and from your judgment, verse 6. So two things. We departed from your precepts and your judgment. No wonder. So he ended up in sin, uh, iniquity, uh, wickedness and rebellion. And then look, verse 6, it says, Neither have we, have we hearkened unto, unto thy servants, the prophets. God will, send, God will always send a prophet to speak to you. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. A prophet has simply said, if God has done it, give him the glory. You won't do it too. <laughs> you won't give him the glory. So uh, that's one of the things the pastor would normally say. 
That's one of the things the pastor will normally say. It's simple prophetic instructions. The prophets whose instructions you can't follow, forget about saying amen to their prayers. It will not work. I keep saying this. Like a great man of God said, it blessed me so much. The prophet whose instructions you can't follow. Naaman, go and wash in the Jordan. No, I won't go. I won't go. Just pray for me to be okay. I'm the, the prophet Elisha is declared, anyone who is believing God for healing, receive it. Meanwhile, you, you have been told to go and wash. He said, I won't go. And you're expecting the declaration to work for you. Kai. <laughs> there's a way. You know, there's what to do to provoke the hand of God in your life. That's what I'm trying to say. What are some of the things to do to provoke the one? Set your faith. Set your faith. Seek him and bear in mind his instructions. Don't depart from his instructions and don't neglect the instructions, the, the voice of his prophet. The voice. When you go, just read it. Today we are reading Daniel chapter 9. So it's just saying, read it further. You see, they went detail. In, 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 they explained how they have departed from your word, your voice. Let me show you. Let me show you. As I, I, I need you to see that. See. Um, sorry, verse, look at verse 10. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his ways, which he said before us by his, did you see that? By his servant, the prophet. So we have disobeyed the voice of the Lord in not walking in his, his way. How did he give us his way? By sending us, he says that, neither have we obeyed the voice of uh, of the Lord our God. How did we disobey? By walking, uh, so we have this, uh, we have not obeyed him by walking in his laws. How did we get his law? Which he said before us by his servants, the prophets. The prophets come and say something. If God wants to help you, he will send a word to you. A prophet will speak to you. There are things you will read the Bible you might not see. It might be taught to you, but certain insights, it is highlighted by a prophet's voice. A, a prophet's voice that is pointing you and highlighting something in the scriptures for you. Yes, a prophet's voice. A prophet, the, when I was taught the principle and the secret of honor, honoring my parents, my mother, my father, and the prophets or people of authority, I, you won't catch me blasting and saying anything wild against the prime minister or the queen. No. No. Even if I belong to a different political party, which I don't, I mean, I'm not into politics really, but if I belong to a political, and my political, I have to be careful what I say against the prime minister who is the leader of the nation, against the queen. I can't, I can't, I can't be insulting the queen. No, it's not Christian. And number two, it undermines the principle of honor. Let alone to go and insult my mother because she has done something very unreasonable and I go and talk to a disgraced human. No! Please, if you know someone who is doing that, tell them they should stop it. it even if you are not a believer, it will, it's a natural principle. It will hurt you. Many people are suffering in their life because of what they did against their dad and what they did against their mom. And then the other authority is your wife or your husband. You cheated on your husband and you hurt him. You cheated on your wife and hurt her and walked out of her life and her former girlfriend. Walked out of her life, messed her up, walked out of her life, jumped onto the next available train and she was left in pain. She was sick because of what you did and you think that those things don't matter. Boy, boy, boy. Boy. And you have come. I receive. I receive. There are some unresolved issues in your life. You still are longer ahead with your mom. Sort it out. 
Sort it out! Rather than that, this job hunt will continue to the kingdom come. <laughs> In spite of the declaration. You are now found a church. Oh, this church, I like the church. Look at what the former church, how they saved you. They helped you. They helped you grow. And you fought against the church. You insulted everybody. You disrespected the pastor. And now you have brought yourself here. <laughs> I'm not saying go, but I'm telling you, there potentially might be something speaking against you from your past because you have dishonored, you have broken a principle. How would you know this without a voice of a prophet? And all, mm. all people want, Pastor, just preach, preach my miracle, uh, uh, preach my, my, my problems away. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work. There are some things you need a voice of a prophet to help you have enlightenment. So when your insight dawns, your safety arrives. I, am I not teaching at all? You oh, are you teaching. Yes. You are teaching. You, you, the pastor who got you born again and helped you, even if his teaching is not deep and good enough, you, you insulted the church, you, 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 you go on, Social media and blast them. All these churches, all these you, you and your mother, you were illegal immigrants, and the pastor sent a letter, and today you have your citizenship. Message. Oh my God! I feel like preaching. You are preaching. Yes. Yes, your mother is fighting your father, and you go and join your mother, and you have this man. Yeah, he has done something wrong. You know, sometimes people can do some bad things that will be very disappointing. But try and hold your rail yourself in, so you don't say what can end up hurting you. Your mother is always troubling you, and you can tell it's, it's getting too much. Try and and avoid any confrontation because you might be in the wrong. In other words, destiny might work against you because you have touched at the untouchable. You can't dishonor your mother. The one, do you know what women go through to give birth to a human being? God, that's why it's, I think we need more anyway. We need still Mother's Day and Father's Day because both are important. Yeah, but yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, mothers, mothers, a woman conceives, it is very complex to have a child. And the one who brought you into the world, yeah, maybe she's a drug addict or she's a bad person. But please, you are the born again one. She's a devil. So you, you, you dishonor her. I feel sorry for you. In spite of your fasting and your tongues, it will not be well with you. Wow. It will not be well because you have opened a door for Satan to comfortably come and sit. <laughs> Let me use that camera. <laughs> Satan to come and sit. You come and sit on your life and cross your leg. He cross his leg. Satan is sitting here in your life and you are praying. He hasn't heard it. You are screaming, God! He hasn't heard it because you have given him full stone. You have given him a reason to sit where he's sitting. <laughs> You see the benefits of the, the voice of a prophet? Yeah, lead the prophet. Got you. Some people are screaming, Lord, this sickness should stop. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. But even in your mother's death, you are still dishonoring her. In your father's death, you are still destroying her. In, uh, in, in, you are no more part of that church. But don't, don't destroy the church. Don't attack them. Don't go in peace. If you are going, don't bang the door. Close the door. Go in peace. Go in peace. You broke a church, destroyed a church to start your own. You see the way your own is struggling? 
You see, you're the way your own is. Hey. The coronavirus hey. has scattered your chair. You got you. You, you, you scattered somebody's chair. You, yeah, it doesn't finish. Oh. They they told Neman, Neman, not the Neman, sorry, Herman, Herman, uh, in the time of Esther, Herman, Herman's yeah. wife said that, hey, if Esther be the seed of the Jew, before whom you have started falling, then you will, fall, you will end, or you're falling, if you started falling before es Esther, uh, sorry, Mordecai, then your falling will not end, it will continue to go and go and go and go and go and go, yes, yeah. Then Herman told his wife what has happened and everything, and uh, 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 about Mordecai and everything. And then he said, uh, 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 his wife's man, and fell, yeah, uh, Mordecai, if, uh, yeah, that's what the wife said. The, the wife said to him, if Mordecai, before whom you have begun to fall, is of Jewish descent, you will not prevail against him, but you will surely fall. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're guaranteed falling. Guaranteed, because you have you have tempered with something. You destroy somebody's church. The pastor who helped you, taught you, you destroyed his church and you had left the church calling people. Are you still in that church? Are you still in that church? Everybody's, and you go on social media, blast them. Why are you going to that church? That, those people are bad. And you hate this man. And this man has not done you evil. You hate them. You hate the church. You hate this woman. And you are believing God for the prosperity of your own church. You have started your church. Your church started growing. It got to 25 people. Suddenly, it came down to 10. And then it increased through. Uh, uh, you did a program with a, a speaker from America. So hey, wow. when the speaker came, 120 people came. You thought your church has broken through. After he left, the members all left. <laughs> all the members left. And Corona came to, to seal to seal the end of your church. Corona came. <laughs> when you do Zoom, nobody's coming. <laughs> you have to do FaceTime. <laughs> you have to do FaceTime with your members, one after the other. Why? Because the wind is against you. Hey. Pastor! Pastor, you are calling yourself prophet. But the wind is against you because those people who ordained you, those who bless you, you hate them and you haven't repented. And you are still going on. Please! Please! These are things that they won't teach you. People won't tell you. And you can't learn these things in school. These are the things that prophetic indications will help you to know so you can have safe journey. Every man of God I ever said, I'm still in their good books. Hallelujah. <laughs> pastor Andrew Adeleke, I love him. Great man of God, United Kingdom. That's my former pastor. That's the church. He calls me. Last, last year, he invited me to preach in his big international conference. Because I have a good relation with him. I served him faithfully. I always go and see him and then bless him when I get a chance. I love the man. Everybody I've saved. So it's not by accident that we have thousands of people watching and listening. Because it's not only the preaching, but what is it about my preaching? It's not anything like too exceptional, even though it's good, isn't it? It's exceptional. Okay, let me put it this way. What is it that we are saying which others are not saying? Yeah. But there is a certain blessing, a certain blessing. Yeah. When I'm there and I receive a call from any of the, uh, the, the, the senior people ahead of me who have been a blessing to me, I don't sit down, uh, I'm, I'm not saying you should do that, but psychologically, unconsciously, as soon as a call comes from, uh, let's say, Archbishop, I, I get up. Hello, Papa. I'm, 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 what, what have you got to say? And I talk, I, because I'm talking to someone I highly honor. 
So I don't honor only by words or by face. It's not, it's not, it's not um, eye service. Yeah. It's yeah. from the heart, whether they are there or not. Everyone I've mentioned, whose name I mentioned to you, in their death, in their death, when they God, their time comes, God calls them. I will, in, so long as I'm alive, I will keep them objects of honor to the end of my life. That's yeah. what keeps the grace I contacted from them still valid in my life. Yeah, yeah. Prophetic. Wow. We have not listened to the voice of the prophets. Jesus said, you kill the prophets. And so your house lies desolate. Oh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Matthew chapter 23, verse 37, 38. Oh, Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem. The one who kills the prophet and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hand gathers the cheeks under her wings. But you have not, you are not willing. Verse 38. Your heart See, your house is left to you desolate because of your abandonment of a prophet. Who is the voice of God in your life? I read my own Bible. Yeah, go on, go on. Keep reading. Go on. Go on. And those who are receiving encounters and interventions will keep receiving. And your condition doesn't change because you have circumvented you, are, you have abdicated, you have sidestepped something that is necessary, God has put, God has put in place. Shout hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.